Thank you for joining us here at Fellowship Church for today's message. Our desire is to encourage others to love God, love people, and impact the world. And we would love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So take a moment and visit us online at fellowshipws.org. Find the Share Your Story button and tell us what God is doing in your life. While you're there, you'll also find useful information about our church and other resources that will bring you closer to Christ. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoy today's message. Tell somebody moments. 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 See, God, God moves in three different ways. He's not relegated by time, but time serves as a landing strip for God's eternal works to meet us. Hope, hope that makes sense. You know, you know how, how a, a, a plane is flying and it's parallel to a ground, but the landing strip allows the plane to land and come in contact with the earth. So time serves as a landing strip for God's eternal works to land. See, God lives in eternity. Eternity is an ever-present now. It doesn't have a beginning, doesn't have an end. So God created time so he could fellowship with man and, and, and come into time and do the works, bring the eternal works into our earthly realm. Amen? Amen. Anybody, everybody get that? Amen. It's, it's very central. So today, we talk, we, 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 I was talking about in the little intro, if you saw it on, online, that God moves in seasons. Somebody say seasons. He also moves in times. But God also moves in moments. They are totally separate from each other. Daniel 2 and 21 says this. It says he changes the times and the seasons. He's talking about God. See, God changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and sets up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and, and knowledge to those who have understanding. That, is, that, that B part is a whole other thing to teach on. But the A part is what I want you to, what you, what I want you to, what, what I want you to focus in on is that God changes, God controls times and seasons. Sometimes God calls into, into, into a, a, a season of darkness where we got to trust him. Where we can't walk by sight, we have to walk by faith. Sometimes God has appointed times for us to be released from something. He has appointed times for us to go. The word of God says it's appointed, it's appointed every man wants to die. And then comes the judgment. Tell somebody those are appointments. Times are relegated by our appointed times. Times of our appointment. Seasons. They come and go. We're in the middle of winter. I know it didn't feel like it this week. We had winter in the beginning. Had spring in the middle. Had almost had summer on Friday, didn't we? Tell somebody, times are appointed. Seasons come and go. But moments are created by faith. Moments are created by faith. And here is the, here, here is the thing that, here's the thing that I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to challenge your theology. I'm going to challenge your religion for a moment because one would think, see, the first thing we want to say, say, Brother Brian, when, when, when God is not moving on, on our timetable, we'll say, well, in God's own time, well, it's just not my season. But if you look in the Bible, some of the most miraculous things are, were not relegated by a season. It was not, re, it was not relegated by, by, by a time. It was moments when somebody contacted Jesus. Wasn't on the schedule. See, the same time every year, spring is going to start breaking in about March. Sure enough, it's going to be here by April. So it's on schedule. Time is an appointed time. Seasons move like clockwork. You know, around December, it's supposed to be cold. July is supposed to be hot. Fall, the leaves are supposed to start turning because it's getting cool. And the things in the ground are dying. Things go dormant. But think about it, people of God. And I'm not saying God. God does have appointed times. But I'm believing. And this is what I want to impress upon you today. 
before we leave, that God desires to do more in our life through moments. Well, you say, well, preacher, what, what are you talking about? The woman with the issue of blood? The word of God said that she had been sick 12, young, 12 long years and it went to all the physicians and didn't get better but grew worse. But she heard that Jesus was passing by. And she went against, she broke all the rules. She wasn't supposed to be out and amongst the people in her condition. If they would have found it that way, she would have been stoned. But she said, it is worth the risk. Either I'm going to die slowly or I'm going to die in immediate death. But I heard that Jesus was passing by. And so she said within herself, if I could but touch the hem of his garment. She got that on her belly and she crawled like a snake and like a doe. And she reached out with her faith. What did she do, y'all? She created a moment. God. Now what if she would have said, well, God, it's just not my time. It's just my season of suffering. God just called me. No, 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 no. Uh, my, my job is to put my foot on the gas pedal and go after everything that God has for me and let him be the break. See, we've been doing this thing in reverse, y'all. We're saying, well, I'm just going to sit here. And life is passing us by. If she would have waited until she, I'm going to wait until a prophet comes my way. I'm going to wait until God sent by somebody say, no. Now, I ain't going to wait until somebody send me a word. I heard that the living word in flesh is coming through my town. And so I'm going to put myself in position where I can intersect with the living word. And I'm going to create a moment. Tell somebody and say, create a moment. You can create a moment. Jesus said this. One day the disciples said, Jesus, how should we pray? He told them like this. He said, I want you to pray like this. Our Father which is in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom, what y'all? Come. Thy will be. Where at? As it is where? There is a... And y'all are, are right. Woo! Y'all understand, that's a heaven for the translation. There are two parallel worlds going on, y'all. I'm just going to teach this principle, then we're going to go. Jesus was literally praying, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. I want your kingdom to come. I want your will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. What Jesus is saying that when we pray, we need to pray that whatever it is that God has for us in the heavenly realm, he desires that if we ask in his name with the full expectation that whatever is in heaven for us. See, we can't be waiting for the good by and by. You see, that's what we bought the lie of the enemy. Lord, that when I get, when I get, I'm going to have me a mansion. I'm going to walk on streets of gold. I'm going to get new knees. I'm going to get new kidneys. I'm going to get my bones and ain't no more. Well, God got a glorified matter, but based on, I ain't talking about what Paul said. I'm not talking about what John the Baptist said. I'm talking about Jesus the living word. He said, when you pray, your prayer life ought to start off like this. Our Father, I acknowledge you're the Father. You're in heaven. Your name is holy. Your kingdom needs to come. Your will needs to be done on earth. Somebody touch yourself. You ain't nothing but dirt, baby. On earth as it is in heaven. And so what we see in the Bible, through people in the Bible that encountered Jesus, that encountered prophets of old, they literally, see, if you wait for the time that heaven comes down, 
You're going to wait until you have to die and go to eternity. But God said there are points of intersection. Y'all know what an intersection is. an intersection right outside this. It's where, it's where cold roll meets spray. Tell us what somebody say intersect. That's what moments are. Moments are when heaven and your will and your faith and your decision making intersects with the kingdom of God. And God desires to give us more moments. I'm going to give you an example. 2 Kings, the fourth chapter. 2 Kings, the fourth chapter. At the eighth verse, it talks about a Shunammite woman. And look at what she did, y'all. Eight, it says this. One day, Elisha went to the town of Shunam. A wealthy woman lived there. She urged him to come to her home for a meal. After that, whenever he passed that way, he would stop there for something to eat. Now, we talked about this earlier, and I'll talk about it later. We talked about it on a Tuesday about the importance of hosting the presence of God. Tell somebody, you must host the presence of God. Because we want him to abide there. And that's what she did. She actually hosted the man of God and, and, and hosted the presence of God that was in him. And look at this. Now, mind you, she's a wealthy woman. She's a wealthy woman who has all kinds of means to be, to be blessing him and feeding him. But she said to her husband in nine, I am sure this man who stops in from time to time is a holy man of God. She said, let us build him a small room on the roof and furnish it with a bed, a table, a chair, and a lamp. Then he will have a place to stay whenever he comes by. She was already doing a good work. She said, anytime you come to town, man of God, you can come here and eat. But she asked herself by asking her husband, how can I do more? Ask somebody, how can I do more? Out of all she was doing, she was, she was hosting, she was doing, she was showing much hospitality, and she was blessing the man of God. The word of God says that if you give a, if you give a, a, a prophet a, cu a cup of water in the prophet's name, you were going to receive that prophet's reward. No doubt she was already blessed, she was already wealthy, she already had means, but out of all she was doing, she asked within herself before she even vocalized to her husband, how can I do more? Now, that is, that is counter to this culture because people in this culture, they want to know how much less can I do and still get the same result. We go on the job and see, is the man watching? I'm, I'm just going to do what I need to do today and I'm going to let this clock get me. Can't wait to, I wish this clock would hurry up. We're trying to do as little as we can and trying to maximize our reward. But this woman of God, even though she was doing an honorable thing, she asked within herself, how can I do more? For the kingdom of God. My question to you is, out of all you're doing, out of all you have done, could you be doing more? Could you be praying more? Could you be fasting more? Could you be witnessing more? Could you be uh, serving more in the church? Could you be giving more of your substance? After all, she was doing a good thing, but she desired in herself and she told her husband, she said, I perceive that this man is, I perceive this, this is a holy man. I see that this is good ground. So I, we know what she did. She literally made a room for him. And so that's what God is asking us today. Can you make room for me? Out of all you've done for me, been saved decades, been saved years, then allow me to work miracles through your hands. But can you still make room for me? Said, see, they built an addition on their home. You know, these people had to have some money. They built an addition on their room so he had his own entrance to when, when he came by from time to time. Are we creating a space of habitation for God? She made room for the man of God. 11 says this. One day Elisha returned to shoot him and he went into this upper room to rest. And he said to his servant, Gehaz, Gehazi, 
Tell the woman of Shunem, I want to speak to her. When she appeared, Elisha said to Gehazi, tell her, we appreciate the kind of concerns she has, you have shown for us. What can we do for you? Can we put a good word in for you to the king or the commander of the army? And listen to her reply. No, she replied. My family takes good care of me. You know what she said? Translation. I'm not doing this for the favor of man. I'm doing it because this is unto God. Because I see the value. And I'm going to seek ye first the kingdom. And I'm going to sow into the kingdom not expecting anything in return. Now, you have to understand, prophets were not just these people on the radio. I'm going to be down at the tent, me, and I'm going to be walking the aisles. Back then, prophets were the people. Kings did not make decisions unless they consulted a prophet. So he was a person of stature and influence. And he said, I've got favor with the king. I can get you anything you want. And she said, no, 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 I don't need the favor of man. My family takes good care of me. So the things that you do, not only is it about serving and doing things for the kingdom, but it is the motive to which you do it. Why are you doing it? Are you doing it so that pastor sees you and gives you a pat on, the, pat on the back? Are you doing it to try to weigh out the wrong things that you're doing? Well, at least I'm doing this, so this wipes out that. Why, what is the reason that you are sowing into the kingdom? What are the reasons that you're making room? Because some of us, you know, I've been coming out on Tuesday and ain't nothing changing and I'm laying out before the Lord. But what's your reason for doing it? So later... It's 14. Elisha said to Gehazi, what can we do for her? She denied what we wanted, but what is it that can we do for her? And Gehazi said, well, she doesn't have a son, and her husband is, is an old man. Elisha says this, y'all. He said, call her back again. And Elisha told him, when the woman returned, Elisha said to her as she stood at the door, next year this time, you will be holding your son in your arms. I want you to talk to somebody and touch them. Say, tell them next year this time. You're going to be holding a promise that you didn't even ask for. Oh, my God. All because you made room. See, making room gave her access to the word of God. It gave her access to the prophetic. She, she could have asked for a favor of man, but when she denied a favor of man, it, it troubled the, the, the man of God. He said, I got to do something for her. And so when she denied for something that was going to give her physical gain, he gave her something that she didn't even vocalize to the man of God. No doubt they've been trying for years and years to have children. And her husband had waxed old. And then say she was old. She married an older man. And evidently he was old, uh, he was old and wasn't able to produce. Which says this. When God speaks a word over you, sometimes it ain't going to hit you. It's going to hit who you connected to. Because evidently the problem was with the old man. So some life came to old Buttero. So what God wants to do through you is not just for you. See, the word came to her, but God had to, had to make something alive in the husband. Y'all got to hear it. Y'all got to hear it. In this season, in these moments, so you got to understand she made space for the man of God. And it gave her access to a moment. She sold. She was already sowing hospitality. But then she sold her money, her resources. To make room. For the presence of God. And it created a moment. I'm going to say it again because some of y'all got to get it. Out of all that she done, she said, there was still more I can do. And I ain't going to ask him for the child. And she got what she didn't even ask for. All because she created a moment. 
And in 2017, like I said, times are reported. Seasons come and go. But you can create a moment when you make room for God. When you make room for God. Somebody do your hands like this. Expand. Make room for him. Give more of your time. Give him, give him, give him your A-plus time. Don't give him the time when you're getting sleepy. Don't give him your leftover time. Tell somebody, make room, make room, make room, make room, make room, make room. God, what, ask Lord, what else more can I do for you? What else more can I do for you? Out of all that I've done, out of all the people I've witnessed to, out of all the people that, I, that you've used me to heal and touch, God, what more can I do? Because I need a moment. I need a moment where heaven intersects with the earth. Like Jesus said, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And so God desires to rain heaven down. Oh, we know in Revelation he's going to come down and he's going to do away with the earth and he's going to bring a heaven down and he's going to sit it on the Mount of Olives. We know all that stuff in Revelation, but I'm talking about the atmosphere of heaven wants to invade your life. See, that's the reason God created Eden. Eden was just a replica of heaven where God was in constant communication, where there was no sickness, there was no death, there was no strife. They were naked and didn't even know it, but Adam sinned and he created that chasm in between God and man. And ever since, God's been trying to get heaven back down to earth. And he's going to get it through moments. But look at what happened, y'all. It says a year later. She told him. She said, no, Lord. Oh, man of God, don't deceive me. Don't get my hopes up. Can I speak to somebody in this place? God said it's safe to hope again. It's safe to hope again. It's safe to petition him again. Told you, I told you a couple weeks ago, God has removed the spirit of false labor and miscarriage. You don't have to worry about it falling to the ground anymore. You don't have to worry about how the way is going to get made. He gives us the desires of our heart. Meaning he gives us what he wants us to want. So that he can give it and bless his children. 17 says, but sure enough, the woman soon became pregnant. And at the time, the following year, she had a son, just as Elijah had said. But look at what happened, y'all. In 18, one day when her son was older, she went out to help, he went out to help his father, who was working with the, with the harvesters, and suddenly he cried out, my head, my head hurts, my head hurts. And the father said to one of the servants, carry him home to his mother. So the servant took him home and the mother held him in a, in a, in, on her lap. But around noontime, tell somebody he died. Has the Lord ever blessed you with something and it seemed that it died? Come on, let me see your hand. The Lord ever blessed you with anything and it seemed that it died on you? Says she carried him and laid him up on the bed of the man of God. Y'all look at this. The thing that you create space for for God it's actually creating space, creating the environment for your next miracle. You think that you're doing it for God, but she was all that time she was really creating a bed to lay that dead son on that set the right atmosphere. She said, he's not here yet, but I know where he's been. Good God Almighty. The Spirit of God is not resident with the man of God, but I know where the man of God has been laying. And so I'm not going to go take him to his bed. I'm going to lay him in that place where the man of God, who I perceive was holy in the man of God, I'm going to lay him in the bed. Tell somebody, you need to go lay it in the bed. That thing that seems dead, you need to lay it in that spot that you created space. Oh, God. That you created space for God. You need to go lay it in that spot. 20 says, 22 says, she sent a message to her husband, said, send one of the servants in the donkey so that I can go and hurry to the man of God and come right back. And the, and the husband said, why go today, he said. It is neither a new moon, new moon festival nor Sabbath. 
But she said, yeah, but it'll be all right. <laughs> now, this, is to, this is to people that God is telling you, you there is an option in your spirit to go after something. There was an option in your spirit to do something. And the minute you share it with somebody else, well, you know, you know, a woman ain't never done that before. Black people ain't never done nothing like that. You know Trump coming in office and you know it's a new day. It's a new day. But she broke protocol. She said, I understand it's not Sabbath, nor is it the new, new moon festival, but I'm going to see the man of God who spoke it into my life in the first place. Let me tell you something. In order to go and create your moments, you're going to have to break protocol. And you're going to have to break tradition. You have to do something unorthodox to create your moment. And so this is what she said. Jump, let's jump down to 28, 27. He says, but when she came to the man of God at the mountain, she fell down on the ground before him and caught hold of his feet. And Gehazi began to push her away. But the man of God said, leave her alone. She is deeply troubled, but the Lord has not told me what it is. And she said to him, I'm going to say it like she said, did I ask you for a son? I was minding my own business. I didn't ask for this, but you spoke it into me. How many, how many, how many, some of y'all have said it this week. God, I didn't ask for this. You called me out here. Somebody yelling at me, I didn't ask for this. But you called me to this. I didn't ask you for this, God. And she said, and didn't I say, now I can see her with an attitude. And didn't I say, don't deceive me and get my hopes up? I didn't ask for this. I was resigned to the fact of being a good old Christian and going about my merry little way and doing what I had to do. I didn't ask for this. But God, he didn't ask you for it, but God asked for you. He chose you. He chose you. To be that wife to that husband. He chose you to be the mother and the father to those children. He chose you to put you in that neighborhood. He chose you to put you on that job. Twenty-nine says, and then Elijah said to Gehazi, "Get ready to travel and take my staff. This is the staff like a shepherd has, and go. Don't talk to anyone along the way." Go quickly and lay the staff on the child's face. Now, anybody else will be happy with that, right? Like, oh, God, he going to sit. He going to send. He gonna, if he spoke the word and went into a future and, and the next time next year, truly, if he sent one of his people, the anointing is on him. But look at what she said. But the boy's mother says, as surely as the Lord lives and you yourself live, I will not go unless you come with me. She said, wait a minute, man of God. I don't mean no harm. I like Gehazi. He a good person. But you spoke the word to my wound and my husband. And I'm going to make a demand that the one that I made a room for, God, the one that I made a bed and I, and I, I set a room, I spent my hard-earned money, I spent my effort, my heart, the one that I made room for, I want you to come home with me. I don't want your servant. I don't want your emissary. I don't want your flunky. I want you, the one that came out of your mind. I need you to come home with me. You know what she did? She demanded a moment. And let me speak to this one more second before we go. There are some times that you might make some people uneasy. But that mama was desperate. And she said, I don't want to take a chance that this don't work. I don't know about him, but I know your mouth and the deeds that you do. God listens to you. And you need to be uncompromising in your demands. I want you to listen to me. 
Don't you settle? Don't you take down? You are insulting God when you lower the bar. I want you to listen to me good. She could have been, okay, well, that's fine. I, I, we'll check and see what little Gehazi is going to do. She said, no, I demand, prophet of God, as surely as I live and you live, you coming home with me. He said, he said so I'm going to do as you say. So, so Gehazi hurried on ahead. He, Gehazi still trying to do something good. He went on ahead and put the staff on him. And the child didn't come, and the child didn't come, and he said, Look, the child is still dead. 32 says this And when Elisha arrived, the child was indeed dead and lying there on the prophet's bed. He went alone and shut the door behind him. Y'all got to look. There is prophetic significance in here. He, he went into the room in the chamber with the boy, and he shut the door behind him to where nobody else could come in. And pray to the Lord. Oh God, listen to this, y'all. I need you to listen. Look at this. Then he laid down on the child's body. Everything in the word is for a reason. He placed his mouth on the child's mouth. Good God. He placed his eyes on the child's eyes. And he placed his hands on the child's hands. And he stretched out on him, and the child's body began to get warm again. Listen, why is it that God allowed that to be in the Bible? He put his mouth on his mouth. Woo! Woo, it's good to me. He put his eyes on his eyes, y'all. And he put his hands on his hands. Now, he was laying right on top of the boy. He could have said he got belly to belly. He got heart to heart. He got breast to breast. But why is it that God let it be mentioned in the word of God that he put his mouth on his mouth? <laughs> Nothing is released from heaven, y'all, unless it is first spoken in the earth realm. Oh, I said on Sunday on Facebook, what are you speaking? That dead promise that was laying on his bed, he laid out on it and he put his mouth on his mouth. The prophetic mouth put, the mouth, put his mouth on the mouth of the dead promise. What do you have your mouth on, child of God? What do you have your mouth on? Are you complaining? Are you worrying? Are you saying, Lord, it's never going to work out. It seems I'm going to be sick for the rest of my life. Seems like that child won't do right. All they want to do is cause hell and do this. But God said, what do you have your mouth on? What do you have your mouth on? He put his mouth on his mouth. Not only that, Sister Gwen, but he put his eyes on his eyes. Without a vision, a man will perish. Don't forget, this is not an average man. This is a man of prophetic significance. God wants to put, put prophetic vision in your view to your dead promise. Do you see your dead promise laying on that bed? Do you see it? The thing that God gave you, the thing that you wasn't supposed to have, all of a sudden it died. It died. But God said, I'm sending vision back. I'm sending the prophetic voice back. And then lastly, he said he put his hands on his hands. The thing that we use to work for God. Somebody stretch your hand out. God, we cause life back to these hands. We call life back to these hands. We call life back to these hands. Lord, that everything we touch, where it has been turned into lead, Lord, it's going to start prospering, Lord. We anoint these hands. Come on, somebody start thanking them right now. They're going to get warm again. 
They're going to get warm again. God, we thank you, Lord, that warmth, Lord, Lord, on our job and, and our children and what we start, the projects that we do and the things that we, that we take hold of, God. God, you're going to start letting heat come back to these hands. You're going to allow breath to come out of that mouth. We're going to start speaking the thing and it's going to start being established. God, you're going to take the scales and the cataracts off of our spiritual eyes and we're not going to see things as they are. We're going to see them as they shall be. He put his lips on the boy's lips. He put his eyes on the boy's eyes. He put his hands on the boy's hands. I'm not talking about any other man. I'm talking about the prophet. That if it were not for his word, the boy would not be here in the first place. Somebody hold your hands out. God is causing warmth to come to your hands. Everything you touch, everything that came from your body, everything that you've ever produced, God said, I'm going to cause it. The thing, oh God, I thank you. God, I thank you that it's going to start living. It's going to start living. It's going to start living. It's going to start living, man. God, live. Shut up. God, anoint these hands. God, anoint these hands. God, anoint these hands. God, there's more bodies to be. Shut up. Anoint these hands. Anoint these hands. Hey, Sean, Baba Bo, see. He cut out of the bow shot. Hey, Baba Bo, see, cut out of the bow shot. He caused life to come to the hands. Eyes. He anointed the eyes. Prophetic eyes. Lord, let us see. Let us see. Come on, somebody touch your eyes. Somebody touch your eyes. God, let me see what I haven't been seeing. Let me, let me see what I haven't been seeing. Let me see. Lord, reveal unto me. Lord, reveal unto me. He, uh, he laid his eyes on the boy's eyes. Don't, look, don't, don't let me see it as it is. Let me see it prophetically what it's about to be. Hey, baba bo Hey, baba Lord, let me see it as you see it. Give me a prophetic eye, God. Give me a prophetic eye. And not only that, Lord, somebody touch your mouth. And God, let me speak. Let me speak and shift atmospheres. Let me speak and it shift my condition of my family. Let me speak. Let me speak. Let me speak and it shall be established because nothing leaves heaven. Nothing leaves heaven to intersect with us except it's first spoken in the earth. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, let us speak a thing and it shall be established. The word of God says, and we're about to go. 35, it says, Elijah got up. And he walked back and forth across the room once. And guess what, y'all? He stretched out again on the child. But this time, the child sneezed. Seven times. God. Woo! See, the boy had gotten warm, which was a signal of life. He was alive, Sister Janet, but he was not living. Being warm was just a sign of being alive. But he was not yet living. And while we want warmth to come to the hands, and while we want vision to come to the eyes, and while we want our mouths to be a, a living, breathing, speaking, and creating vehicle for God, don't be satisfied with just being warm. He paced back and forth in the room. He said, uh -uh. This is a good sign. But tell somebody, this is not it. <laughs> he walked back and forth. said, this ain't it. God, this is good, but there's more. Tell somebody, there's more. 
Elisha said, hey, it's good. And, and look, and he said, well, he's warm. And so, so now everything's about to, you know, that means the heart beating. And that means that the respiratory system is about to come back. But he was not satisfied. And so he laid out on the boy again. Whew. When it doesn't fully come back the first time you obey God. Don't get discouraged. Get determined. Don't get discouraged. Get determined. The God, this promise is not, was not born just to die. My promise was born to thrive and accomplish the reason that you sent it here. He said, what happened? He laid on the boy, and then he said, this time. Somebody say, this time. The boy sneezed seven times. Who ain't got time enough to teach it? But the boy sneezed. See, everything is in the Bible for the reason. The boy sneezed seven times. Him sneezing seven times is unmistakable proof. That life was restored. Everybody standing. Can somebody lift your hands and begin to thank the Lord? We're gonna we're gonna talk about some more moments next week. I want you to come. I want you to bring somebody with you. But can we just begin to lift our hands and thank God that He's gonna start sending us moments that we're no longer satisfied. We're not going to be satisfied waiting on a season. I'm not going to wait on an appointment. But through making room, we're going to create moments. Come on, somebody begin to worship him in this room right now. Come on, open your mouths. Open your mouths, Zion. Come on, come on, open that mouth. Open that mouth. I don't know why y'all so, so, so scared today. Come on, open your mouth. Come on, thank him that he's causing life to come back to your hands. That the things you're going to create are going to prosper. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, thank him that that prophetic vision is coming. That you're going to see things in a whole new light. And that when you speak, Things are going to shift. Things are going to move. Things are going to be created. Things are going to be changed for time and eternity. Come on, come on. Thank him. Thank him. And not only that, but God said, I'm going to give you irrefutable proof. See the boy sneezing. Seven times was irrefutable proof. He did it seven times to completion. That I would have I have fully completed the, res the restoration of your promise. He is going to fully restore that thing that is dead. I want you to listen to me. He's going to fully restore what has been lost. He's going to fully restore. If you grab this word, God is going to revolutionize this year. It will be a year like no other year because you are going to have a moment to where you're going to encounter God's presence just like that woman, just like the woman with the issue of blood. You don't have to wait for an appointment time. You don't have to wait for the season to come by. God said you can create the moment with your obedience, with your demand, and with making space for my presence. Your business will flourish if you make space. Your relationships are going to be mended when you start making space. 
and for the thing that is dead. God said, I want you to come to me, lay it in that spot that you made for me, and make a demand that I'm not leaving until my promise comes back. I'm not going to be satisfied until it sneezes and it starts breathing again. I'm not going to satisfy with having just a lukewarm relationship with my husband. I'm not going to be satisfied with having a lukewarm relationship with my children. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be satisfied with just a reasonable portion of health and strength. I want it all. I want it all. I want it fully restored the way God gave it to me. Honestly, some of y'all are wrestling with it because you're fighting with your religious mind. But God said you can make a demand on my spirit. That I didn't give it to you just to die. To get a headache one day, one day and just die in the field. I said, it can, it can live again if you're bold enough to, to break protocol and to break tradition. You mean at your age, you're going to start doing it? Yep, I'm breaking tradition. I'm breaking protocol. I'm going to do it. A woman has never done that. That's right. Somebody got to be the first to do it. I'll be the first one. A minority has never done that. Well, I guess I'll just have to be the first one. Your next level is not in a place of comfort. It's in a place of demand. Somebody lift your hands. Let's pray. Father God, in Jesus' name, Lord, we thank you for the day. We thank you, Lord, how your word has kept us. Your word has met us. It has revolutionized and it has changed us. We thank you, Lord, that from now on, God, we're going to be eager to look for moments. We're going to be eager to look for moments. Eager to look for moments where we can intersect with your presence. Intersect with your presence. God said, I want you to look for moments. It's not, it's not saying that you're impatient and you don't want to wait for a season time. Blind Bartimaeus would have stayed blind the rest of his life if he had not yelled out and seized the moment. That woman with the issue of blood would have bled until she died. Can y'all believe these people, they were bold enough. See, the Spirit of God flowed through Jesus and the kingdom of God was just relegated to wherever Jesus was. And so they had to seize the moment where he was, people of God. But now we are the warehouses of the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ. Where Jesus dwelt among them, he dwells in us. Jesus, the hope of glory. He dwells in us. And you don't have to wait for him to come to town. You don't have to wait for him to pass by and hope you get in the road and hope you can touch him or hope you can, or hope you can climb up in the tree like Zacchaeus and yell for him and hope you can see you and hope you can yell loud enough. All you got to go is, is tap on the inner recesses of your spirit. And you've got Jesus, the hope of glory, sitting right there. He said, but I need you to be hungry to create moments for me. Some things are going to come in time. Some things are going to come in their season. But the true miraculous things are going to come in moments. And I need you to be hungry for a moment, people of God. I need you to create room and atmosphere so that I can come and have a moment with you. So that I can let the kingdom come and my will be done on earth. As it is in heaven. God bless us. Give us a new hunger for your presence. Give us a hunger for intercession. 
that when you come in your moments, you won't just bless us. You had to bless the husband in order to bless the wife. Thank you, Lord. We're not asking for things just for us, God. We're asking for things so we can bless those that are attached to us. God, keep us. God, bless us. This is our prayer. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Can you put your hands together and clap for the Lord? Come on, clap for him if you're going, if you're expecting moments to come. If you're expecting invasion of the kingdom of God. Come on, come on, come on. If you're expecting the kingdom to come and his will to be done. Come on, come on. Come on, clap. Come on, say, God, I believe that you are going to intersect with me. I believe that you're going to give me moments. You're going to give me moments that are going to change my very DNA. You're going to give me moments that are going to change my body. You're going to give me moments that are going to change my relationships. Come on, if you believe that moments are coming. 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 Moments are coming that are going to change your life. Moments are coming. Moments are coming. Tell somebody beside you, moments are coming. Come on, tell, tell three people. Tell them moments are coming. There's a moment coming that's going to change my life. There are, there's a moment coming. I don't know when it's going to be. I don't care, but I'm going to create a moment. I'm going to create a moment. I'm going to create space. I'm going to create room. I'm going to make a demand that I'm not going to leave until I have a moment. Moments don't happen, they're created. Times of our appointment. Seasons come and go. But a moment is created. And it's created by faith. Somebody reach up and say, God, I receive this word. I pray right now that you have visitations by God. That he visits you. That he visits you. That you have encounters with God. That he invades. That heaven invades your life. That the kingdom comes. Somebody say, Lord, let your kingdom come. Yes, Lord. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. What is his will? I wish above all that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Thank you for tuning in today with Fellowship Church. We pray that you were blessed by the message and we would like to connect with you through our website, fellowshipws.org or facebook.com slash at the fellowship. If you are ever in the greater triad area, we would love for you to be our VIP for weekend worship experience on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. On behalf of Pastor Tony and the Fellowship family, thank you again for joining us. And remember to love God, love people, and impact the world.